This is Enormous, with your hosts Harley and KC. So let's backtrack to 1968. And in 1968, homosexuality was illegal in New York. So businesses like the Everard Baths were booming. In fact, lines snaked around the block. It was a very popular thing back then. Wow. So sensing an opportunity, and I'm going to read this verbatim. Okay. This is from the New York Times. Sensing an opportunity, Steve Ostro and his wife... Joanne, the same year, opened the Continental Bathhouse in the basement of the faded Asonia Hotel on New York's 74th Street and Broadway. Now, I'm sure that some of you listening probably remember being there or certainly remember the era that that was popular. I would love to get in my time machine and go back and just have a little look at it. Yep. Steve Ostro says, in order to succeed at business, you can either fulfill a need or create a desire. And that's exactly what he did. The Continental Baths boasted, get this. 400 private rooms, a sauna, a swimming pool, vending machines that had drinks laced with acid and ecstasy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Delicious. <laughs> and get this, a dance floor where beginning in 1974, a famous DJ started playing there. Playing there. Yes. It was amazing. Spinning there at the bathhouse. In addition to that, they had a performance area. And listen to some of the performers that actually performed at the Continental Baths. Okay. Bette Midler. Of course. Who caught herself Bathhouse Betty. Okay. And there was an amazing 50-minute video that you can find on YouTube of a live performance from that bathhouse. Can we put the link to that in the show notes? So I think we will. Look it up? We'll put the link okay. on the show notes and I'll put it on the website. Awesome. Uh, she was accompanied on the piano by Barry Manilow. He was straight at that point in time, correct? Well, he was far from straight, but he had not come out. <laughs> okay. He did not come out until yeah. well after that. Patty LaBelle, Nell Carter, the Pointer Sisters, Cab Calloway, the Andrew Sisters, Leslie Gore, Peter Allen, Sarah Vaughn, and Andy Kaufman all performed at the Gay Baths in New York, the Continental. So, and what years was this? This was... Uh, 1974-ish, sort okay. of the mid early to mid-70s. So so I graduated from high school, you know, shortly, just a couple years after that. And then, you know, st- at that point started, started developing my taste for music and personalities and stars and, you know, famous people and whatever. And it's odd to me how my little gay boy self in Iowa gravitated towards... Andy Kaufman and towards Bette Midler and towards the Pointer Sisters. And isn't that odd that I would gravitate towards those people that ha- would associate themselves with the bathhouse and a gay bathhouse and gay people. But I had no relationship to that. I don't know why. I just right. did. Isn't that? I was attracted weird. to Bette Midler and her music before I knew she had performed oh, in a gay 100%. bathhouse. Oh, 100%. I never knew it till years later. I never. Barry Manilow? Never knew that. I mean, yeah. I I never thought that he was gay until I was in college and an older gay couple that I knew said, oh yeah, he's gay. We've seen him in a gay bathhouse. Well, who doesn't want to go to the Copa, the Copacabana? That's true. But um, it was amazing that these performers, now imagine this, Patti LaBelle, Barry Manilow, the Pointer Sisters, performing in front of a group of guys 
clad in towels, towels. yes I love mostly that. naked uh-huh. watching a show can you imagine right. being a performer in that environment and i think it's awesome and now sadly now i don't think we'd find that anywhere it was a big deal in fact i think i'm going to try to put some more things on the website some photographs of ads for the Continental Baths okay. from that era. There's some great material online I'm going to try to put together and, and put a little thing together. Yep. As far as uh, freedom that way, just freedom to be you and me, express yourself and people to not worry. I feel like we've taken a few steps backwards. Right I was now. a little too young, a little too fearful to actually go there. Right. But boy, I wish I had had that experience. Uh, I tell you, I'm get, when, they, when I get my time machine, I'm going to go there. The owner says... It was spectacular. People would dance in their towels, bathing suits, nude, or anything. Nice. That was the straight owner who had a straight wife. Uh But you have to understand that what most people don't understand is that in the 1970s, there was no such thing as AIDS. There was no threat to having sex anytime with anyone you wanted. There was a a freedom then that with expression then that we don't have now actually that's exactly right so what we need to remember is when these bathhouses started in new york that homosexuality was illegal it was actually an illegal act two men dancing together was illegal and very good looking policemen would come into the continental baths rent a room, get a towel, go into the steam room, and then wait for someone to touch them. And then from underneath the towel, out would come the handcuffs, and they'd arrest everybody in the place. Oh, that's so much entrapment. The Continental was raided over 200 times. That's a lot of times. And yet, they had more customers than they could possibly want. They kept going. They kept going. It's almost a surprise that uh, there wasn't a riot Related to the Continental Bath. Can you imagine Bette Midler, known as Bathhouse Betty, performing when all of a sudden the whistles are blowing and guys are getting handcuffed and hauled off in the middle of her show? She's, you know, still to this day on Twitter, she's very wonderfully uh, outspoken about her politics. Do you follow her on Twitter? No, is she? Oh, you should. Liberal? Oh, yes. You should follow her. She did have an article in, um, what was the magazine? was back in the 80s, sort of around the AIDS epidemic. What was it? What was the magazine? It wasn't Vogue. It oh, was, yeah. oh, I can't remember. But she she was interviewed, and she, in the interview, she said she had, reg- had regretted ever performing in that place. Oh, really? That she felt somehow personally responsible for the spread of HIV AIDS. Oh, my gosh. And um, well, she's always been such the big community ally. So it's true. That's for sure. So, um, so Steve Ostro, the owner of the Continental Baths, would introduce himself um, and say, all right, people, clear an aisle and then get ready for his intro. Um, without further ado, Bette Midler begins to wind her way through the audience. She gets a mulch ovation which is petals and poppers that rain on her feet oh my gosh okay can you imagine can you imagine bet midler having flowers and poppers thrown at her on stage <laughs> it must have been amazing that is awesome so by 1985 um attendance has started declining at the 10 bathhouses in new york because of the onset of the aids epidemic 
And um, bit by bit, things got chipped away until the health department finally closed the bathhouses because they wanted to stop the spread of HIV. Yeah, they thought that would do it, I guess, somehow. And it helped. I suppose it did. I suppose it did, because there was a lot of unprotected sex happening there. That's true. And even though though there were condoms being distributed... Um, in fact, at the St. Mark's Baths, which was a very popular place and apparently quite nice, for the price of a locker in a room, patrons would get a free condom. Well, that's not enough for a bathhouse. No, and the condom was enclosed in a package that bared the legend, these contents of this envelope could save your life. Wow, but you only got one. You only got one, and people really didn't use them. Yeah, so, no, that's not yeah, gonna. That's was. gonna affect me. Well, I I remember back in the day when using a condom. I mean, before pre-AIDS, when using a condom was just for fun to be kinky. Yeah, that was the only reason to use one. And flavored doing, condoms. Yeah, you were doing something. Thinking other that they kinky. teach us to have oral sex with condoms. Yes, that never happened, did no, it? No, that doesn't doesn't happen. Does it happen? No, but the St. Mark's baths was considered. In fact, it was quoted to be quite beautiful, expensive, and well done. Yeah, that's nice. It sounds just sounds lovely. So I had a friend. I went to school at Sy- in Syracuse, New York. And I had a friend who used to periodically go for weekends in New York City. And he would come back with amazing stories of the St. Mark's or the Everard bathhouse. Okay. And uh, his activities and what he did and the number of guys he would be with wow. i mean it was not uncommon for him to tell me that he'd been with 100 or 150 guys wow that's quite a few that's quite a few so if you're want to increase your risk of getting something yeah that's the way to do yeah, it. yeah i guess so um that's probably and probably so them kind of shutting them down at at the time of aids probably did help actually right so here we are in 2020 and where where do bathhouses stand? Yeah, what's the state of them these days? It's interesting. I you know, I don't know. I don't have any friends that currently that I that I'm aware of that that go on a frequent basis to a bathhouse. No, I don't know people that go regularly to a bathhouse. Yeah, so either. I don't even know anyone I could talk to about what's happening in there right now i mean exactly at this point in time i'm sure they're closed i would imagine with covid they're probably closed but generally speaking before covid and after the covid thing passes bathhouses are just part of the gay community they're just an accepted right i never drive uh by the uh the one that's up north the uh the midtown i so so it used to be called the zuni or zuna yeah that's right because it is zuni Zuni Street. Midtown Baths. Well, and and that's an interesting thing, too. Have you noticed that people in Denver, that that street is an Indian name, Zuni, but that people in Denver say, even on the news, I hear them say Zuni. And I I try, I correct people. I go, it's it's Zuni. It's not Zuni. We don't say the Hopi Indians. We say the Hopi Indians. And so Zuni is the same way. But yes, everyone here says Zuni. Um, But yes, anyway, the Zuni Baths, or now the Midtown. I never drive by there, so I couldn't tell you if there's clientele or not. But but frequently enough, I'm driving down Colfax Boulevard, and I do see a lot of cars parked at the Denver Swim Club. The always. Denver Swim Club is the bathhouse that has the outdoor pool. So right. in warm weather, it has an additional appeal. Yes. Yeah. But And, uh, and there's a full-size pool inside there, too. But it looks like the parking lot's full. Most of the time, whenever you drive by. Right, 
Right. So there's, it's obviously a, a part of the gay community in Denver that is still but, quite popular. But to find out from somebody, is it a younger clientele, an older clientele, a mixed clientele of people? Is it down low people? I, I don't know anyone to talk to. If you're out there and you live in Denver and you can call us with a report, we'd love to hear from you regarding who is going to the spa these days, to the tubs these right. days. I think we should do a field trip, Casey. Field trip. <laughs> research. I think we should do some research. What do you think? Call it research. I don't know. Do you if think I, our husbands would allow us? I'm not so sure about that. And also, I don't think I look good in a white towel. I don't think it would matter. <laughs> After all, the name of the podcast is Enormous. Enormous. <laughs> That's true. Well, then I need an enormous. Tw- Can you take your own towel? Sure you can. Can I take a colorful one instead? You can take anything you want. You can walk around in a muumuu if you want. Oh, okay. I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. A <laughs> We're just here doing research. <laughs> yes. Don't mind me. Uh-huh. Don't mind me and the muumuu. We're uh-huh. just doing research. <laughs> it's just a study. As I'm there with my clipboard and my red pen making notes. That's funny. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> So, but one of the things I will say about the bathhouses in Denver, sort of post-AIDS epidemic, is that the Denver Health Organization started doing HIV testing in the bathhouse. Well, and that's a really smart move to me, in my eyes, instead of saying, you know, shut her down, we can't work with this, and it's... Sex, I'm sorry, sex is still going to happen. Bathhouse exactly. or not bathhouse. So to do a total you know, reversal of, of how you're going to handle that and say, okay, well, this is going to happen. So instead of trying to shut it down, let's become involved and try to help make things better by being present or right. being there. And, and I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea too. And before prep and before undetectable untransmittable was a thing yes the best let's see what was it what was, what's, what's the word i'm trying to say not defense. the best defense, defense yeah. the best defense was knowing your status and it was inconvenient to get tested you'd have to go down to the clinic or you'd have to talk to your doctor and maybe you wouldn't want to divulge that to your doctor did you ever do it did you ever go to the clinic oh yeah i've the, been a to free the clinic, clinic? And have to sit there for hours and hours. Oh, you sit and, and sit and sit and sit and, and see. And then I've done, I've done see, it. You see the, the world there. In the way back past. And you do see the world there. That's a really nice way to put that. You see the world there. And uh, and then also at that point in time, this is a few years back whenever I did that, you'd take the test and you'd get some counseling, we'll call it, and then you'd have to wait and right. wait and wait. And wasn't it like a week or 10 days? Or Back in the day, it was two weeks and then they shortened it to a week and they shortened it to a few days and now i think it's just a few minutes yeah i just remember waiting for many many days to get the result and being so nervous about that so absolutely my first test ever came about when i was involved in a monogamous relationship and a guy that i had dated two years previous to this relationship starting had died from aids Okay. And I was convinced that I had HIV. Yep. 
I also, had, I also had the same thing. I had yeah. Someone so that I, had I had to wait. Well, first of all, there wasn't a test when he died. Right. And then when they finally had a test, you had to wait two weeks. And it was a big debate with my partner and me whether or not we would actually go get tested because if it was positive, what would we do different? Right. Well, and and so what? So what's better? You had a you had somebody you had a partner to kind of work through it with together. You think that's good or because I had to do it all alone. I did no no family. I didn't have a partner at that point. No family members knew. No one at work knew. No no one knew. I just suffered through my concern in silence and just waiting, waiting. It was right awful. Well, I think having somebody to share it with certainly helped. Um, we debated for a long time whether or not we would even get tested. And then when we were tested, um, you know, no matter what the results were, our relationship was not going to change. It was monogamous. Um, we were trying to live as a healthy a lifestyle as we could. And that was all that could be done at that particular point in time. As it turned out, we lucked out. Right. You know, we drew the... The long straw. That's we, always how I felt. It was just luck. About I, life is that I lucked out. I lucked out. I yep. don't know why I was chosen to luck out. To not to not get it. Get yeah, it. same for me. I've always felt that I just lucked somehow. I lucked out. I don't know how. I don't know how either. What's interesting is, as a sort of backstory to this, the guy that I dated used to hang out at the ballpark. Oh, Okay. And apparently they had $2 Tuesdays or something like that, oh. where you could get in and stay for as long as you wanted for $2. For $2. And he used to go to that. And uh, it made me nervous. I didn't know why, but it made me nervous. For some reason. Wasn't there a uh, a semi-tractor semi with a cab over in there that had like the bed thing? So I think could, there was a semi-cab in there. So yes. you could pretend like, oh, hey, I'm a... I'm a trucker. semi trucker and have sex in the semi. Yeah, it was a fan. Bathhouses are fantasy. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So, and I think the ballpark really took that to its maximum limits. Yeah, too bad that it's not. Again, maybe if we can get in our time machine and go back there, I'll go take a look at it. I guess, like but to, would we go now if like we could? To see. I, well, yes, I think. It's not my thing to do anymore. But I don't think it's my thing to yeah. do anymore either. But but there was a time where I yeah, would have thought fun that to was think think about, okay isn't thing it? to do. Yeah, I saw. I did see an article too about about the uh, that was written by the DJ that played the last DJ set at the ballpark too. Really? Yes. Yeah. I found. Is I don't he, have is the it. DJ still around? Do we know? Who I don't is? know. I can't remember. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. Maybe we can report on that later. So I think let's contact him and get an interview. So if you take the 1400s or the yeah the 1400s the 15th century, all the way up to present, I think gay bathhouses have always been an important place where gay people can meet and feel safe, and have sex, right, and go on about their life. It's true. I I just think we keep coming back to the same thing always, and that's the finding your community and your tribe and being a part of that is a is important for humans i think that's right if you feel open sexually and you want to hang out with other people that are super sexually open then maybe the bathhouse is the place for you so i feel like i've done all the talking today but hopefully there's been some interesting information well i said a few things we didn't natter enough. 
We didn't. Was it too uh, clinical, too uh, report-orientated? A little bit, because I was so excited by the whole concept of the continental bath. I just went into this rabbit hole that took me further and further and further and further into the whole history of the continental baths in New York. It was fascinating. It's Bette Midler's fault. Thanks, Bette. Thanks, Bette. Yep. I saw her at Red Rocks. Why well, told you that? Uh, you gotta have friends. Yeah, I, uh, I saw that. I almost so, cried so because yeah, it makes me, I don't know, it makes me long for yesteryear. Did you watch that in the video that I sent I you? I did. I did. And did I, it, I saw her sing it at Red Rocks, actually. Did it tear you up a little bit? Yes, it did. Yeah, it's amazing, it isn't it? You know, she was in a big, giant kabuki mask up there at Red Rocks, and she fell off the edge of the stage. Oh, no, you're kidding. Got back up again, kept right on going, didn't hardly miss a beat. She was a trooper. She very wanted. Much. She wanted to be famous. Yep, very much. And she and she got it. And she succeeded. Yep, yep she absolutely. Yep. I think what's amazing is is that as a person, she has to allow that video to be on YouTube. She could ask them to pull it. She could ask them to pull it. But she was making jokes about gay baths and gay men and sex and all this kind of stuff, and she left it. And to me, that makes her a really great. Right. Great person. She knows her base camp, and there's still some of us out there. There's still some of us that remember her from the old days yeah, and love much. her to pieces. Right. Thanks, Bet. Thank you, Bet. <laughs> so, on that note, shall we say goodbye to our listeners? I guess we can say goodbye for today. So, um, if you want to go to the bathhouse and do some research for us, check it out and give us a call or send us an email and let us know what you experienced there. We're curious. Do you have questions or comments for us? Do you have a topic you would like us to discuss? Reach us by email at enormouspodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voice message at 303-351-2880. You can also follow us on Facebook at Enormous Podcast and on Twitter at Enormous Pod. Our Instagram is Enormous underscore podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple or wherever you find your podcasts. Until next time, remember to be kind and like us, keep it enormous. Enormous! Just enormous! This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. Are you finished? Not yet. Now I'm finished.